Letters. Welcome to the Blunt Letters Podcast. I'm your host, Electric, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michaela Superstar. Hello. How are you? And our Googler, Gerbil. Yeah. Gerbil. <laughs> Welcome to another episode. What's up? Hello. We got more ETs this week. UFOs, UAPs, all those guys. Yep. WAPs. They're all around us. <laughs> Everywhere you look. <laughs> Wait, that's Twilight Zone. Anyway, X Files. Um, and yeah, we're going to be talking the ETs Among Us 2, mm-hmm. which, not the first one, there's like five of these documentaries. And they, first of all, prepare everyone. They have the worst guitar soundtrack ever. <laughs> so I apologize in advance. But they're very informative, and we are going to tell you all about the ant. Arctic Nazi ice holes. <laughs> da, da, da. What's that even mean? Like ice holes. And yeah. And what else? Ooh, we're going to be telling you about a brand new comic book. Mosley. Mosley. It's hella good. And it's creator Rob Guillory. And then we're going to talk about fungus, fungi. And shrooms. The Last of Us. Oh, yes. Everybody's talking mycelium lately. Ah, yeah. Psych, psych, cycle collapse. What are they called? Cordycypes. Cordycips. Cordycips. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> so cordylips or something. You cordylips. You brought her. I just, <laughs> I just read it like 15 million times. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Cordyceps. Cordyceps. I was close. Anyway, I know that there was a cordy in there somewhere. So, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm having a great drink. It's a... Mm, No shit, queen. (laughs) It's the best. Only the best for the queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, it's kind of that. It's giving that because it's like stone fruit, peach, and what's the other one that's not a peach? Barf. Not barf. It's not a stone fruit. Uh, A banana. Apricot. There you go. Banana. Got it. Yeah, it's peach, <laughs> an apricot, and mandarin flavored stuff. So I got just basic ass Bombay sapphire as the base. Okay. And then I put some apricot liqueur in it, and then I used those mementis, the tangerine peach mementi. Have you had those? Shut your mouth. Yeah. They're so good. And I put that in a cup and drank it. <laughs> I almost used something very similar. It's so weird. Oh, sorry. You're just blowing my mind because I almost used the San Pellegrino seltzers that taste like tangerine tonight. But then I opted for this other one. But holy shit. What? I should have done it. Something told me to do it. What are you drinking instead? Uh, I don't even want to talk about it now. I'm so let down. It would have been matchy-matchy. Uh. I had a psychic premonition. But then this this was so cute, and it does taste so good. So I got the... I made a video, guys. A video. I'm going to make a TikTok again so you can see it. But I got that Shmirinoff infused zero sugar infusions. Oh, yeah. Because it was on sale for $7.99 at the grocery store. I was like, fucking love California. I'm at the grocery store and the fucking Shmirnoff's on sale. That's what's up. I know. I know. It makes life so much easier to buy liquor at the grocery store. It's so fly. So anyway. It's the best. I was like, ooh, it really is the best. It's fucking life changing. Land of the free. 
if yeah it's true freedom <laughs> for real i'm like oh i keep forgetting too i'm like oh yeah i don't have to go to the liquor store i can just buy some liquor on sale at the grocery yeah. store like where i already am like an adult so it has a nice uh i don't know that regular ass size bottle 350 milliliters i don't know what they call that that size that normal ass size a, a liter what do they call that like a pint no a floor a floor normal ass bottle works for me i know what you're talking about yeah you know something a normal ass regular bottle. a regular size bottle no it doesn't have a handle it's just like a regular ass it's bottle. not the big one it's the regular size <laughs> It's not Doesn't a mini matter. that you carry in your pocket. <laughs> it's like, it's looks like a, a wine bottle. It's, a yeah, regular, it's like a go. wine bottle that size. So I got one and it's cucumber lime because they always want to put cucumber with mint and I hate it. I hate drinking mint and alcohol. It makes me think of toothpaste and then I don't want to swallow it, which I realize is my aversion with cinnamon flavored liquor is the hot cinnamon stuff is my favorite kind of gum and i chewed it all the time i used to chew big red like all the fucking time and so i don't want to swallow the big red flavor it's weird because it tastes like gum to me anyway um so i finally found cucumber lime which is all i've ever wanted in life and i paired it with the soleil seltzer which is just the generic safeway seltzer which is cucumber melon nice and then I squeezed half a lime into it. So it's so, yeah, it's really good. So you got the flavors, but I almost went tangerine, but I didn't, I couldn't resist the double cuke. I'm glad the cucumber <laughs> lime is good. <laughs> double cucumber. Sounds dirty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. I'll call this one the DP. There you go. DC. No, wait, nobody will get that. Yeah. They'll be like, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking, Gerbil? Uh, <laughs> not DC, I... DP. <laughs> Sorry. That, DC's not gross. I like DC. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm being basic as fuck, too. White Claw, you know? Ooh, tangerine nice. flavor. It is. These are the, I got, I got the good, Oh, my God. So I got the good 12 pack, though. Yeah. I am so. We almost did it. We almost did it. Kaylee okay, fucked it up. I fucked it up, dudes. I had it out. I literally had the tangerine out. Damn, Daniel. You know what? We should just do a whole another rethink. I'll just do the whole. I'll just do a whole another <laughs> video. I'll just do a whole another video. I'm so mad. I almost did tangerine and orange because I have oranges too. Damn it. Ooh. Do it on the next round. But the the, the, the kids met. I uh, dudes. I took it out and put it back. It's so I crazy. believe you. I believe you. Son of a bitch. All right. Anyway. God damn it. You know, something else that didn't work out was we never got to see the fucking comet that flew by. Yeah, we didn't. It was always too. I went out and like I was going out a little early, but it was just so much light pollution around me. And I just didn't have it in me to like drive around at one o'clock in the morning because usually I'm drunk by then. And so I was like, nah, and I didn't see it. I can't... And then it was cloudy. There was like one or two clear nights and I didn't find it. Yeah, it was definitely like really uh, cloudy most of the nights that I wanted to go out and see it or the nights that were the optimal to view it, which was at the very beginning mm -hmm. of February. I couldn't fucking see them. It was really frustrating. Like I was outside looking and I couldn't see shit. Yeah, you live in the city, so. Yeah, farts. Catch yeah, I thought, one. I wondered, yeah, the, was, it hasn't been here since the Neanderthals, man. It's like, I live near those mountains, too, so I'm like, is that in the way? Like, I don't even know. They're big. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was like it's low in the sky under Polaris. And I'm like, there's the mountains under Polaris. I was like, I can't see shit. You know what I mean? I was like, okay. If it hadn't been raining, we could have driven out to the like a hillside, you know, or like a lookout point and seen it. But wasn't going to risk our lives driving out to like some hillside in the I mean, landslide times, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, come on now. Yeah. That's all pictures. That's cool. Thanks, everyone, for taking pictures. Yeah, thanks, everyone, for taking pictures. I felt its presence. That's enough, isn't it? We vibed it. <laughs> I vibed you, Comet. <laughs> Wasn't there something else you wanted to talk about, Michaela? Oh, I just told you that coconuts float, and that's how they migrate over oceans to like seed themselves in places. I learned something about coconuts. You want to hear about it? There's something called a coconut pearl that's like a sprouted coconut, and when you open the coconut, there's another one growing inside of it, and it looks like a big-ass mushroom. And people eat it, and it looks cool. I want to eat it, but I, I think you have to live in, like, a tropical place to get it because it's only available for such a short time, you know? You do live in a tropical place. No, more tropical than here. More tropical than here? Yeah, like, South... Florida? No, like, Southeast Asia and, oh, like... Oh, tropical. The Pacific, tropical. you know, like, the, the Pacific. Philippines? Yeah, exactly. The Philippines. Cool. Well, we could go there and eat it and come home. Yeah, I want to eat that. Pretty cool. Coconuts are incredible. I wish I wasn't so scared of flying. Yeah, I wish that too because it's <sighs> a long flight. It's a long flight over the ocean. Maybe. Do you guys think that hypnosis really would work? Do you think if I got hypnotized like Shallow Hal that I could like just love flying? I would like to try yeah, it. Would, you should try it. I mean. What's the worst that'll happen? I'll never get on a plane again. I'm already almost at that point. Like, yeah. I literally have to be really, it has to be really important for me to get on a plane. Like trying a coconut. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah, trying a coconut. I want it to be, I want it to be like, I love flying so much. You have to be like, no, don't become a pilot. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, because I don't understand pilots at all. But that's the only thing that calms me down when I am on a plane is like, people do this for a living, Michaela. People fly planes because they love it stewards and stewardesses they fucking do this every day because they love it and it's like yeah but they're crazy it's like the other half of my brain people are stupid they eat mcdonald's every day too and i'm like that's true they eat mcdonald's every day and burger king and taco bell and kfc and then i just start listing all the horrible things people do that are a bad idea and then maybe flying is a terrible idea and we're gonna fall out of the goddamn sky so it's like could i get <laughs> i don't <laughs> I try know to stay positive but the only thing that's work is valium but maybe hypnosis could be my new Valium. Yeah, it would be like easier because then it would just be like all the time, right? Valium didn't make me scared not to die. Valium just gave me the thought I had only once and only time in my life, which was on Valium, which was like I could die right now and be okay. I lived a good life. Yeah. I was like, it's okay. It's so cool. It's all right. And I was like, what kind of crazy drug is this? Wow. Yeah. No wonder people get hooked on this. But it's like only when you're on it. But, you know, hypnosis, it's like even after they're done hypnotizing you, you still will not be afraid of. Love flying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, we could go eat coconuts and cashew juice because you can only um, drink cashew juice where it's grown because it goes bad so fast that Damn. you have to drink it like locally. Yeah. I bet it tastes hella good because they're related to mangoes and mangoes are hella good. 
they said it tastes like a mix between like a really fresh like apple juice and like I think like a cucumber juice or something. It's like a really fresh light apple juice. We should mix apple juice and car- and cucumber juice together and see what it tastes like. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bet it's good. I think it sounds great. But then it made me realize how absolutely special cashews are that we can get them to us and eat them. No wonder they're so expensive. They're worth it. Anywho. Let's go all over the world. Give me some hypnosis. (laughs) Or just be a Barakas me, like I said. Knock me out with drugs, and then just I'll wake up there. We all know how easy it is to tear a hole in the space-time continuum. Oh, oops. Honey, not again. Yeah, the, uh, all the whales are gone. The whales? No. Has this ever happened to you? Have you, Peter Parker, a whole multiverse of problems into existence? I made casual sharding a thing. I brought about a reality where overalls are sexy as fuck. I accidentally opened a wormhole to an event horizon that's slowly sucking our entire galaxy into a black hole. Don't any of you worry, because we here at Fopocalypse Enterprises have a solution. Oh, thank God. We've created many apocalypses that you can detonate in your fucked up timeline that will destroy all you have done and turn the nightmare you created into a thing of the past. Whatever the hell that means. That's great. So, you know, just jump back to normal, right? Well, it depends on your definition of normal. And, and you. Wait, what? We here at Fopocalypse Enterprises know how hard it is to accept what you've done and would do anything to make it right. That's why wait, we. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, anything? Anything? Using our patented tiny particle accelerator, you create a teeny weeny explosion that collapses reality as you know it. Merging you with the closest parallel universe, Chip Chap. So we all die? Wait, we all die? Oh no! <laughs> okay, good. Not exactly what. Uh, what is dying really? <laughs> the important thing is that the multiverse is balanced once again, and nobody will shart at my next birthday party without immense amounts of shame. Yeah, this reality does suck shit. Buy your apocalypse today and save countless people horrible suffering that you brought upon the planet. It's, it's just overalls. Apocalypse <laughs> Enterprises is a subsidiary of Phonies Incorporated, makers of the Phopology and the Phoq. Apocalypse Enterprises is not responsible for accidental detonation at the wrong time, creating an even more mindfuck mega mess. Should not be used if your reality currently includes unicorns, insects larger than the average toddler, or Jesus' evil twin Jerry. May leave a rash or rebirth mark from where you had alternate facial hair, mustard stains, or where something was being inserted at the time of detonation. Detonation should not be initiated if you are currently possessed or lactated. Call us today before it's too late. Or too early. Time is weird. The apocalypse! Apocalypse. 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 Fuck you. Welcome back to the podcast. We're going to talk about ETs Among Us 2, our alien origins, Antarctica, Mars, and beyond. Let me tell you about this movie. So, this documentary talks about the history of dna and alien people 
like extraterrestrial people on Earth and also Antarctica and how they're related. Mm -hmm. It covers a lot of different topics for just a few hours, right? It's like two hours long or something. It's like an hour and a half, but it's like really all like woven together. Like they do a good job of connecting the pieces. Yeah. And it starts so far back. Like it starts in ancient Sumeria. Mm hmm talking about Anunnaki who were like visitors from the sky to earth is what that's translated to and that they're from like some planet that's like an orbit has an orbit of 3,600 years so you're like what (laughs) that's a really long time ago for this to be in the record you know exactly and they had very weird stuff, like the orbit of Jupiter and Mars in seconds on like a chart. And you're like, why do Sumerians need to know that? And why do they care? And a lot of other cultures who talk to like sky brothers and sky gods and all this stuff, they all like knew a lot about planets and planetary systems and things that they couldn't even possibly see with their naked eyes, but had like lore about and had written down about people they met. Just like any other map they would have made, they were like, they're from the Pallades, they're from the Betelgeuse system, they're from this or that, and then they turn out to actually exist. Like, the Dogons knew about shit before scientists found it. And they're like, oh yeah, we've been talking about those planets since the dawn of fucking time, our people. And it's like, what the fuck? Right? So anyway, stuff like that. Stuff like that! So yeah, it starts really far back. And then you're then they're like, Antarctica. And you're like, what? Antarctica? Does anybody ever think about that? And it's like, no, that's why it's a great place Hide. to do all kinds of business. Secrets. Secret government business. And like, there's a lot of stuff that happens on Antarctica. And it's like, people have always been interested in it as soon as they could get there. Like the Nazi party had some bases in Antarctica. Right. But even before that, because the first person that was even there was Admiral Byrd, who they do talk about in this. Yeah, like people from all over the world are trying to like stake a claim on this area. So there was this Operation High Jump that was, you know, run by Admiral Byrd, which was actually the biggest operation that had ever been undertaken by the United States at that time. Mm -hmm, Because he was like a real admiral. He wasn't like Dr. Pepper or like Sergeant pepper or whatever yeah. <laughs> so i couldn't think of anything but peppers i don't know the captain i don't know someone's probably called the captain colonel sanders whatever he's like like this is world war Two like operation trying to take out the nazi stronghold he was a naval officer an explorer he had the medal of honor because he won the medal of honor which is like the highest honor you can be given in the u.s for getting to the north pole before anyone else he also got to the south pole before anyone else so it's like he was super like he was really respected you know what i mean and given like these honors to like lead these things against the nazis and he was the, also the first person to establish a permanent U.S. research base there. So it's like, this isn't just some like, oh, some random dude. It's like, this dude was super important and led like high jump, like you said, 1945. So go ahead. Yeah, that's a really high profile operation. Like I said, yeah. they were trying to take out the Nazis. And they had all of these like ships, you know, naval ships going out there. And to there you mean Antarctica. You don't mean Germany. No, to Antarctica, to the Nazi stronghold at and they were attacked. They were attacked by UFOs. Not by Nazis. Or maybe by Nazis because they're like silver discs. But didn't they have the insignia on the discs, they said? Was that part of it? Yeah. 
they had the Nazi insignia on the disc. So it's like they had the technology, whether it was like actual alien ships or reproductions mm-hmm. of those alien ships, you know. And so, like, put a pin in that, 1945. But, yeah, he's like, they get so many fatalities that they turn around. They actually abort the mission. That's right. And then they're all told, like, you don't talk about this. You don't talk about why you ran away from this shit. And then you don't even hear about, I mean, like, honestly, no one knows. It's like, we don't hear about the Nazis being in Antarctica at all. We don't hear about any of this because they don't want us to know. But, like, then you have whistleblowers and you have people who get really fucking old because we're talking about 1945. And as people get closer to death, they're like, fuck you. I got to tell someone. And that's how we've been finding out. People are like, oh, this is bullshit. It's made up. It's like, no, these are people literally on their deathbed confessions being like, I don't got to keep this secret no more. And I believe that more than a lot of other shit. It's like, why would he make up such a crazy... Why would he make this up if he already has, like, honors and everyone respects him? He's like, you know what? I'm just going to throw that out the window. And it's all military people, like, people who would be in charge of monitoring stuff like this. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, who are you going to believe if not the people whose job it was to keep an eye out for shit, you know? Yeah. And so, like, it was interesting that he was part of that, too. So he's part of High Jump. And that was, like, in the 1940s. He's He's been a lot. He was born in, like, 1888, right? So um, he's old school. He's old school at this point. And, like, he is an explorer. He went to both poles. Um, and then he has this experience that he writes down in his diary, supposedly. Now... There is some speculation, I'll say that, that, so this diary, the supposed diary came out after um, Admiral Bird passed away. His son released the secret diary and it takes place in 1947, takes place around February and March, and it's in the southern part of the pole, the South Pole. And he says that he's out there exploring and he sees what he thinks is an elephant. And he's not alone. He's with like other people. And they realize it's actually a woolly mammoth and like some greenery that they see. And then all of a sudden these UFOs with swastikas on them, this 47, by the way, once again, take him in like a tractor beam and take him essentially underground, like through this hole underground where it's like this lush underground space and they're like they're very concerned about the nuclear like the nukes because they had just like Hiroshima and Nagasaki and how where like humankind was going and so it's like I don't think the swastikas on them necessarily were even like Nazi stuff I think they're ancient and the Nazis that's why the Nazis are obsessed with the swastikas whoa because it's an ancient symbol of peace it's a Tibetan symbol of peace that the Nazis like sullied or whatever like what do you call it? appropriated and then like made shitty they like turned it the other way but in, in ancient times it was a good luck symbol so anyway they take him and they're like yo dude like you're a high-ranking person like you should really be concerned about where hum- humanity's going and essentially just talk to him and send him on his way they're like we're not gonna hurt you or anything but like you know, maybe you guys should really think about this whole, like, nuclear war shit <laughs> and, like, what you guys are doing. And then they were like, we tried to talk to you in 1945, but you reacted so violently that we had to just, like, we had to just take you down to, like, we didn't want to do that, but this is, you came to kill us. Like, you came in to, like, fight. So I find that really fascinating. Oh, because they thought they were the Nazis, but they weren't the Nazis after all? 
I guess like they were they brought up 1945 they're like we tried to talk to you then Admiral Byrd but you fucking it got violent just like you're kind and it's like holy shit so that was really interesting to me that in his log he brings up that trip again so then he says in this supposed diary that he was detained for six and a half hours at the Pentagon after telling them what happened because he's just like you know he's an army dude he's like this is what happened uh-huh his job and then a top security forces and a medical team interviewed him for like hours and then quote placed him under strict orders to remain silent in regard to all that he had seen and it's like that's fucking nuts because in this video in this movie we watched the ets among us they do talk about this whole which we'll get to in a minute um but in an interview when bird was older much older he said i mean not that much older because i guess he died in 257 but he was an old ass dude when he died he lived for a while they in an interview they were like oh is there anything that anyone could explore anymore you know for young americans out there you've done it all he's like yeah there's a part of the south pole approximately the size of the united states that's never been seen by a human being past the pole on the other side of the south pole from little america little america is the research base that he established back in the day isn't that where the hole was i was like isn't that where this hole was that we're about to talk about was right outside of the base so i'm like freaking out that he's like no other humans ever been over there and then we talk about people in just a few minutes who have been past that pole um his son who released this right because i was like all right what's the son say well the son was found dead in a warehouse whoa after releasing this on his way to talk about his father and spill the beans apparently the autopsy said he died of dehydration and malnutrition some which is very odd and probably fake after he was dropped off by his son at a train station perfectly healthy i would think and was supposed to be picked up by his wife their official statement is they just don't know what the fuck happened <laughs> so there's no way to like there's no way to really validate anything because the person who released this is dead the person who wrote it is dead and the family's like we don't know whoa <laughs> yeah they're like maybe but they've destroyed the chain of verification they killed the person who let it out and no one else is gonna die it's like someone's gonna have to be on their deathbed again you know it's like yeah yeah anywho isn't that interesting? Like, holy shit. Because I was like, let's see what the son has to say. And then couldn't. And I actually, a lot of how I've had to find this out, to be honest, was, I know this sounds like a kooky thing to say, but it's a YouTube comments of someone talking about this. And they were like, is there any way that you could find this son or disprove this? Like, is this real or not? And then someone in the comments wrote this whole long thing. Like, I did a bunch of research and uh, you can find all these people, but they don't really want to talk about it anymore. And the guy died and blah, blah, blah. So and then a bunch of people said the guy was found dead in a warehouse. And I was like, holy shit. Damn. <laughs> yes. So he's an interesting guy, Admiral Byrd. And so they talk about him a lot in the hollow earth theory because he said that he was taken into the hollow earth, which sounds crazy and kooky. And, you know, scientists will be like, there's no possible way. It's, you know, life is possible in the very limited depths of in the crust and not any deeper is what this one geologist said who teaches at the University of Chicago because the pressure 
and the temperature and the mantle and everything would be too much. But I don't think they're talking about getting into the actual earth. I think they mean like cave systems. I mean, there are caves people lived in. Yeah, caves can go pretty deep. Right. I don't think they mean hollow earth like we think they mean, like crazy kooky banana. There's a sun in the middle of the earth. Like no mantle kind of thing. Yeah. Well, they were saying, yeah, there's like a sun in the middle. or It's like, no, I think they mean that there's these, like, then I found that weird picture, right, of the sun going into that weird hole and there was a whole forest underneath. And I'm like, okay, well, there's science right there. Well, there's caves that we know about that have a whole second, you know, ecology under the water or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like there's not a lot of precipitation on the South Pole. It's just ice. So what if the sun could get through that and grow things underneath these caves? It's like I don't think they're saying something as crazy as Hobbit Town. I think they're saying that there's a cave system that things have lived in for a really long time. Or that aliens can live there because they don't give a shit about the cold or whatever the fuck or it doesn't matter to them. But it's like... Uh, I don't think it's hollow earth like hollow earth. Like all the way hollow. I think it's yeah, cave systems. No, I just think it's like there's a few extra miles there. We're not sure what's in there. And you can't tell me. We don't even know what the fuck is in the ocean miles and miles deep, right? So I'm just saying as deep as the ocean, there's something in the earth that maybe we don't fucking understand. Like how? It's not weird. It's science. Cthulhu could just be science. The ancient ones could really be there. They're just really sleep hibernating for fucking millions of years. We don't understand it, but they're a creature we don't get. And they'll come up and eat us all. And there's nothing we can do. It's fine. It's nature. (laughs) So back to the hole, though. Back to the hole. So this guy saw this hole there. And then now we have the patron saint of all female journalist earth science anomaly researchers journalist she's an emmy award-winning journalist linda mortenhall she's the coolest and she had a lot of whistleblowers go to her and they trust her right and someone came to her who was part of not part of high jump was he part of high jump no he wasn't part of high jump he was like an emt like he was a guy who flew the plane that picked up people around the antarctic who needed to go to the hospital research center to research center like taking new zealand or something right that was like the closest if you were in pandemic the board game would be like the transporter Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. that's right And he said that someone had gotten really bad burns in the kitchen at one of the research centers. And the quickest way to go was to fly over that forbidden zone that they were told you can fly wherever, but you never fly over that South Pole part that I think that they're talking, that that bird was talking about. They're like, don't you do it. It's a fuck it. You'll get court-martialed or something. And he made the call to say, fuck it. Right. So it was like a five or six hour flight to go this long way that nobody really understood why you had to do that. There was never any reason given to why you had to go over the mountains of all things. Yeah. And nobody ever flew over there. And they were just like, that's just how it is. And they're like, this person was burned. Like They're, they're in agony and we need to bring them the emergency medical team. I'm not doing this. So they were like, um, yeah, we're going to just fly over it. Like, who cares? Yeah. I don't care if they, if we get in trouble. What are they going to do to us? And they did it. Well, I don't think they even thought like, oh, it's going to be a UFO hole or whatever. No, they just thought like it's some bullshit we're not supposed to see. But then they were like, what the fuck? It's a giant hole. Yes. So 
they see the hole <laughs> they're like what the fuck that's super weird and when they get to the hospital there's a guy in a suit there and they're like Man in black. there's no dudes in suits unless they are like cia dia some kind of intel like you don't wear a suit in antarctica you don't wear a suit in the south pole unless you're you're a man in black right. essentially so they're like what you see you did not see yeah they're like you didn't see that you don't know you you did not see that and they're then like rumors spread right because you gotta think this is a small community like on the whole antarctic between these bases there's maybe like a couple hundred people maybe a thousand couple thousand people that's not very much you know even a small town is maybe like thirty five thousand people you know a lot yeah yeah and they said it looked like a it almost like was like a ramp going into the ground like you could fly into it yeah, it said it had like an angled edge. So between 1995 and 1997, rumors spread that there's a under there's something under the ice at the South Pole where ET are working with the government. Was the rumor? And he doesn't tell anyone at that point. He keeps his mouth shut, right? Yeah, he says nothing. S- right. So he gets hired again for a sensitive situation. I think because he was already flown over at one time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. He flew over it before. He kept his fucking mouth shut. So they're like, listen, we need you to fly to that place you went to before and keep your fucking mouth shut like you've done so well. We are taking a research team of scientists out there to the hole. Yeah, like 15 of scientists from the National Science Foundation. Yeah. You, international. And then... They said that every 24 hours, they're supposed to call and be like, hey, we're still alive because it's fucking Antarctica. As you will know, gerbil, you know, you got to check in and make sure you're alive in extreme situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seven days go by. They haven't heard from them. And they're like, what the hell? So they go check. They're like, do you see if you see anything? They go and they see nothing. It's empty. Yeah. It's deserted. And they're like, what the fuck? And they're just like, what? So then a week later, they get a call from the scientists and be like, come get us. Well, the thing is, he's like, holy shit. Like, they're all excited, right? Because they're like, holy shit, we thought you guys were dead. So they're like super happy. They get on the plane. They're like expecting these people to be like, yeah, we're saved. We're going to eat so much food. We're like so excited. Like, thank God you found us. And instead they get there and they're like stoic, traumatized single file line yeah they were already lined up when they got there looking at the ground just like not saying anything like they don't say anything all the way home the whole ride they're staring at the ground they said that they look like they had ptsd because these are military people who have seen people with fucking ptsd they're just like they look like they just got out of a war zone they're fucking like not making eye contact and then that dude reaches out to grab one of them is like hey is there anything i can do for you and they didn't even respond didn't even look up and then they fly them back to base they're immediately shoved onto another plane flown back to new zealand never heard from again and they were like, what the fuck did they see in the hole that shook them so hard that they couldn't even talk? And he doesn't know. He has no idea. And once again, they said, you didn't see that. You never saw these researchers. They don't exist. Like, you don't talk about this. And then, of course, he got a little older and just was like, fuck this. This is bullshit. I want to talk about One it. One thing that stood out to me was that they never made him sign an NDA. So there's like no paper trail whatsoever. Yeah. They were just like, you just keep keeping your mouth shut. Yeah. And he couldn't. And then he so he calls Linda and he's like, let's meet up. 
I'm going to tell you this shit. And they, she's to speaking. In 2016. So it's been 20 years. Yeah. He kept his mouth shut for 20 years. And they go to a Mexican restaurant, tell loud and noisy, and they're eating and they're talking. And then they're like, let's keep talking. And they go to his car and they're talking for a few more hours. And then she gets a call, what, like two days later from his son that's like, you got to talk to my dad. Like, this is some crazy shit. Like, he got a phone call from the NSA. At his job, which she didn't At say his job. what his job was, but said that he still works in aerospace. So who knows? That could be almost that could be a handful of companies. Military. It could be intelligence or it could just be like JPL or something. It could be private but companies like, too. Like yeah. SpaceX. But she said like people don't have his number. They're like he doesn't give out his number. There's almost nobody who calls his office. He's that important or like secret or whatever. And that you if you need to talk to him, you call his cell phone or you don't talk to him at all. And he gets a call at his office and they're like, Wow, we saw you talking to Linda Moulton Howe at that that fucking restaurant and he was like what the fuck and they're like we don't want you talking about this we told you and he's like how did you know and they're like we know everything pretty much everything all the time dude yeah like straight up told him like we just know everything and they're like stop talking to her stop talking about this we told you that 20 years ago like they fucking followed him to the mexican restaurant they're like we said you don't talk about this you didn't see anything yeah and then he called, so they hung up, and then he called back, because it's like, you know, whatever, he's got the operator. Again, he must have a job enough, they could be like, who the fuck called me? And it took them to the general uh, line for the NSA. They were like, how can we help you? National security, fuck it. <laughs> it's like agency, and he's like, what the shit, dude? Why? And again, here's what I'll say to any of you, the naysayers who want to be like, this is just made up for attention. Then why the fuck is the NSA calling him? Like, I'm sure you could check these records. I'm sure you could check out his story. Like, why the fuck would the NSA give a shit about him if he's fake? Why would she be getting hounded all the time if what she's doing is fake? It's like they would ignore him like me, right? I must not be on to something. They are not talking to me. I'm sort of disappointed that my quartz portal theory is obviously not really doing that great because I think the NSA would call me. But like, stop talking about it. Bigfoots are our ally. How do you think we won against the Nazis mm. and shoved them into the uh, Antarctic, you know? And I'd be like, oh, sorry, I didn't know all that. Or like Linda Moulton Howe. Or no, 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 not even her. John Mack, right? He was the guy who took the reports from those kids at the aerial project in Africa and he was like, had the Pulitzer Prize and was like hella respected. Why would he give that up? Harvard professor. Of yeah, psychology. Like, like, really? Like, he's just going to give all that up? He lost his shit? Like, come on. Yeah, it's just too much. When you talk, it's like, again, people want to pretend that it's all like backwoods hicks who are drunk and saw gases in the swamp. But it's like, it's not. It's like, these are people who are really highly respected, given presidential awards and shit. Like, come on. Why would they say this? So anyway, really good, sh really good uh, ETs among us. There's a bunch of them. Some of them aren't as good as the others, but this one was really interesting. It, it had a lot of stuff I had never heard before, which I it's rare for me because I'm such a fucking nerd for this stuff. A seasoned ufologist, aka. But like this one was really good, and that was the stuff that got me the most. Just all that stuff about Antarctica and those sad scientists. What do they see? I know. It blew their mind. It was like must have been like magic to them. They must have been like all everything I know about science is wrong. Or like I saw things that must be scientifically possible, but I'll never be able to understand because of some bureaucracy. Yeah. 
or because the human brain can't even con- conceptualize it yet. Ah, uh, yeah. Like a like a color you can't imagine a new color, you know, stuff like that. It's like, oh, maybe they saw a new color that'd scramble my brains. If I saw a new color, I'd be scrambled up too. What if there was something that was cooler than black? I'd wear it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I do now. <laughs> and in our next segment, we'll talk about a new thing to read. Ooh, mostly. Have you ever wanted an extra finger? Of course. Who hasn't? Well, now you can live your dreams with Phoebe Fast Fingers. It sounds fast. It is. But should it be? Well, yeah. Fuck yeah. We use the latest in 3D flesh printing to create a fully functional finger for you in just days. We just take a sample of your existing fingers and create the cells needed in our patented fingering lab. Wow, that's wild. Can I get more than one finger? And will it fit? Of course. The possibilities are uh, about eight-ish. Can I get an extra thumb? Oh, well, unfortunately, we have not mastered the complexity of the thumb yet, but we have our best finger technicians and thumb scientists on it. I always wanted an extra pinky just for picking boogers. Well, we can make that new pinky fit exactly into your nostrils better than even God created. (laughs) Making the perfect fingers is why I was born. Uh, okay. Just listen to these satisfied customers we fingered. I could never quite hold all my stuff when I went out since most women's clothes don't have pockets. But now, I have the extra digits to carry my keys, my wallet, compact, lipstick, coffee, hair tie, pizza slice, phone, mini chihuahua, and more. I was terrible at the piano until I got my double-digit extensions and now I'm rocking with Beethoven. Don't you ever wish you had an extra finger when you were eating your chopsticks food? Because I always need an extra finger for chopsticks food. It's slipping out left and right, but now I have left and right right and I got it all right in my mouth. Thanks, Phoebe's Fast Fingers. Thank you, Phoebe, and your fast fingers. Being polyamorous can sometimes be a strain on the fingers, if you know what I mean. Now at Phoebe's Fast Fingers, I can satisfy all my lovers all at once. Thank you, Phoebe Fingers. <laughs> I always thought the height of fanciness was drinking teacups with your pinky up, but now I know it's drinking out of teacups with two Ooh. pinkies up on each finger. Four Flop fingers, four fancy times. Four times the fancy. When I wanted to become Secretary of the Year, I thought it would never happen for me and my stumpy little fingers. But then I went to Phoebe's Fast Fingers and I got some long ass finger extensions all over me and I can type 7,000 words a minute. So come on down today. We guarantee you will love getting fingered by us or your money back. Come get fingered by the best, Phoebe's Fast Fingers. Welcome back to the Blunt Letters Podcast. We're going to talk about comic books right now. One of my favorite things in the world. What? Books on paper, books on the screen, books that I borrowed or books that I steal. Books that we read, books that we read. That's all you need. Book reviews of the ELPs. So, 
Tonight, we're going to talk about a new comic book that just came out called Mosley. It's written by Rob Guillory, who I really liked from Farmhand and Chew, though I will admit I have not finished them or read nearly enough of it. Um, It's just sometimes I'm very intimidated by things like Chew, which is just like inches and inches thick when you get the graphic novel. I mean, it's a hearty, hearty book. So I've read about five issues of Chew out of like 7,000. So it's awesome. And it's about a detective that knows how things have died by eating them. So he's a vegetarian, obviously, because it's easier to like, like this carrot was plucked, you know, somewhere than to be like, this cow died a horrible death. But the thing that's really gruesome is that he's a detective that works with the police and he can eat a human cadaver and know how that person was murdered. Gross. So gross and awesome and epic. And I'll get there. And then also he wrote Farmhand, which I also really like, which we might have even uh, mentioned actually like a few times when we talk about comics priorly. Priorly, I don't know. Priorly, priorly. Priorly. Um, But it's essentially like, I really like Farmhand because it's about science and UFOs. But essentially it's like pharmaceutical, but with like a farm instead of a PH. It's like farm, like you're on a farm. Stem cell research. So this farmer sees a UFO or a light and then knows the blueprint for a new type of human stem cell that's intelligent and adapts to surround the tissue, instinctually repair the tissue. And so he creates this whole like farm because he splices it with plant DNA so he can grow fucking new limbs and shit for people whoa Right. So you it's get introduced where he's like, he even like was like the first human experiment where he gave himself a green thumb. <laughs> he gave himself a new thumb. I know. The first issue, by the way, is free, just like the first issue of Chew is free on, on Guillory's website, which we'll link in the in the show notes. But I love this one because you're like, oh, by the first episode, you're like, is this good or not? Like this this is weird right so farmhand yeah it's pretty great and yeah it's, it's brings up a lot of stuff about some cells and human experimentation and alien fucking technology it's pretty great and you know it is black history month and this is a black created story about a black family and a black scientist which you know i also really like <laughs> yeah. Since we talked about the man who fell to earth and all the other things where I'm like, it was a black scientist. How fucking cool. Because guess what, everybody? They exist. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, guess what? They exist. Holy shit. Representation. But it makes me excited. And it's fucking cool to see black nerds. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's fucking rad. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, this is a good one. But we're going to talk about Mosley, which is his newest endeavor. And it's super sci-fi. Oh, uh, electric. Super, super, super sci-fi. It gave me like Blade Runner vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, okay, okay, let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. So it's a story about a guy named Mosley, and he works for, seems like the military, and he's recruited to do some kind of experiment with AI where they live in one of those like bomb towns out in the desert where it's just like a fake ass town. Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to modern day, which is. N- but no, you have to tell him about 
tell everyone about how what his job was there i didn't really understand what his job was there besides like maybe testing this ai and being like uh... oh okay so like he goes in and they're like oh my god what you're doing is so important sir like everyone's acting he's like he doesn't even know what he's doing he's just like i signed up for the military i'm just gonna do this thing i guess i'm good guy for this job and he gets there and there's a fucking robot in a house and the robot's like i just want to know everything about being human tell me everything like what is dying like what is tasting like blah 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 and he's like okay and then he's like there's something he's like i told him everything i told this robot everything i knew i told my darkest secrets there's something about staring into those black eyes you could just like get lost in it and then it then it shifts forward like I don't know, 30 years because he's gray. Like he starts out a young man and then it shifts to when he's gray and he's a fucking janitor. So like some crazy shit happened between him doing that experiment, losing himself in this abyss of AI and telling this like fucking machine everything. And then also being part of that experiment obviously ruined his life because the next time you see him, he's an old janitor. He's not like a Sergeant Pepper. He's not a Colonel Mustard. <laughs> He's a janitor. Yeah. And it seemed like he was really important to whatever happened. And then whatever happened broke his brain. And you did say that it was 30 years yeah. ago. They Or something. No, they like he gets gray. In Let's the just... comic. It was 30 yeah. years past. Oh, is that what yeah. they say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. basically, yeah. He says like something starts to stare back at you. And in the advanced future of 30 years from... What you assume is the present is when he goes in to do the experiment. And then 30 years forward, his daughter is like still tapped into whatever AI shit has progressed and is also making her own breakthroughs as a genius scientist. She's a genius. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love this book so much. Ah! Yeah, sorry. She's like so cool. Yeah. But he sorry. won't engage her in whatever her work is because it's like too close to home with whatever he did that's very mysterious in this first episode or first issue. Right. Because he's like, it broke my family up. Like, you get the idea they're estranged and there was years where they didn't talk. And obviously, he's like, doesn't have the wife anymore. So, yeah, it like ruined his life and he doesn't want to hear about it. But she's making breakthroughs in empathy. Right. She's like, I've fixed the human problem. I can. Sh she makes this experience through ai i guess or, or, rea or reality i don't know whatever like she, she advanced you... ai virtual reality like... virtual reality yeah. that's what i was looking for yeah that can make you connect with every single person in the world and like have complete empathy and it's like holy shit every yes. person that's connected to the system basically to the internet yeah she can like feel everything and it's like finally like maybe the robots can have empathy for humans yeah but they call it the human problem they're like you solve the human problem quote unquote and i was like what's that you know what is the human problem the problem that yeah it could go either way you're right it is intriguing because it could be like are we the problem or are they the problem with like they can't see the human side of things? right so I want to know a bunch. Oh wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to the story. So back to the story. It's so good. So mm -hmm. he's like, you know, living his life in Blade Runner town, talking about how like the people with money went off and made their own civilization and left everybody else back on Earth. And so it's like, and they call those like cyber gods or what? They call them like what is it again? Like they're like they're the techno gods or something. They're like they just let 
these AI take over society because they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they literally have shots of people lining up to walk into a building and worship them like mm-hmm, gods. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who are like kids who are bullies and they are using robots to attack grown people. And so yeah. very a la Batman, he gets yeah. attacked in an alley yeah. and emerges a superhero. Yeah, totally Batman. It's so funny. It's so true. Except instead of his parents getting killed, it's just him. And he's just like fuck dude because he's like fuck this like i know why i'm still alive i'm here to fight against technology he's like fuck this has gone too far and so he's like trying to fight against this like these robots and he has a heart attack which his daughter just warned him about and he dies but then sees some crazy god that's like save my people and like imbibes him in this like crazy power with a hammer and everything to go kill the robots it's like fucking so cool it's so good it's like but he's like a robot now too he's like a hot badass janitor who now is a superhero with a golden shield like golden armor magic golden armor and a golden fucking like pickaxe or like i don't know axe to kill robots with which i love so much too it's not like a laser beam thing it's like the most basic technology an axe like oh my god the viking in me totally got a boner and then i was like yeah this dude's just got like armor and an axe so like he's not a robot he's just an immortal apparently who can now kick the shit out of people with an axe hello lo-fi okay okay i got Mm -hmm. you i got you i definitely thought his outfit looked it's high tech but low tech. It's just armor. It's not like he's a robot, I don't think. He looked like an Iron Man type oh, deal. Oh shit, like, maybe he is a robot. That's <gasps> what I thought. I thought, I thought he, he was just like had armor in a on. suit that's keeping him alive and okay. it makes him powerful like oh, Iron okay. Man. It's okay. a little mysterious. It's only issue one. We'll it's find only out, issue right? one. You're right, you're right. But anyway, he kicks the share of the robots and I love that. Yeah. And he tells a little kid to go home. He's like, It's not your fault, you were born in this world. But yeah. It's fucking good, man. And then I read the backstory, like, you know, they always have the interview with the creator and he was like, I just kept seeing how like technology sort of taking over and sometimes it's not in a good way and it's kind of changing people. And he's like, what would be cooler than this like janitor who just starts kicking the shit out of robots? And he's like, and then it just kept growing and growing. And this guy had such a voice that like I ended up writing this whole book about him. And I was like, I am so down for this ride. I am so ready for this and it's beautiful like the fucking art is the art and the colors are so fucking good like i absolutely will judge your comic book by the way it looks like um as omar will know we walk because we shop a lot for comics together and he hands because he's way more like in like he just knows hella shit and he's got his ear to the whatever you know he but he'll, he'll just ha- but he also respects my opinion a lot so he'll just hand me books when we go out and he's like what do you think what do you think what do you think and i'll be like it must be such a trip to watch us together like this like six f- fucking three giant dude being like what do you think of this this little fucking fat nerd and i'm like i don't like the art handing it back to him like oh i love this we're buying it you know it's like so weird because i'll be like i don't like the art i can't look at it but this one i instantly was like beautiful beautiful love it I love mo- I-, I was like I love this guy's writing like I know I'm gonna like it like absolutely gorgeous absolutely beautiful top of the line fucking art like and I like all kinds of art like I don't need it to be super slick but this is super slick it's really good I love 100%. it 100% I can't wait for the next issue 
Does looking at whole naked turkeys in your fridge freak you out? Yes. Hmm, kinda. You become unable to look at the gaping crotch cavity in your chicken for dinner. A little bit. It's kind of vaginal, I have to say. Does the exposed pale bumped skin make you feel like a serial killer? Absolutely. Toots, my goats. We have the solution. Being a vegetarian? What? No. Poultry pants. Oh, that's right. Of course. Tiny pants for your whole bird dilemma. Tiny pants for your bird dilemma? I mean... That's right. Just fit the stretchy, food-safe, edible fabric over the thighs and legs of your bird. We use our patented hot pants made of non-dairy cheese. May contain dairy. To remove the awkward fridge and oven. Okay. What about shirts, you ask? No, I wasn't no. thinking shirts. That's right. We have them, too. Stay decent to Thanksgiving. We put the hot in hot pants. Did you dress this turkey? Yeah, and I stuffed it too. Zing! Poultry pants is not responsible for you becoming more attracted to clothed poultry and awakening a side of yourself that you hate. Pants may increase blood pressure and desire people prone to nugget allergies and feather aversions. Do not use if currently lactating or possessed. Buy your poultry pants today! Stop looking at the chicken pussy. Welcome back, back to the, the Blunt, Blunt Letters, Letters Podcast. Podcast. We're going to talk about <laughs> The Last of Us. <laughs> that was terrible. The Last of Us. TV party tonight. TV party tonight. I've got so many things to do. Still gonna watch TV and have a couple of booze. I care about everything else, but I gotta know what's gonna happen on my favorite shows. TV party tonight. I never played this game. Now I want to. Gerbil never played the game, even though he is our go-to gamer dude on the show. PlayStation Gerbil. exclusive, and I'm an Xbox guy. Oh shit! I just have the Switch, but I used to be a PlayStation exclusive girl. Oh, no, da, 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 da. Don't be fucking sassy with me. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm just joking. I like it when you're sassy. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, but I want to play this. We'll get back to you guys. But I love, I do like a good horror video game. Never played it though. TBH, don't come at us. But then I we started watching the show and. I did anyway, and it's, I haven't even started it yet. I want to. Though. I really like it. I really like it. I knew what to expect a little bit with the fungus and all that, but man, I really like it. And Pedro Pascal is so hot, which we've all three for three on this podcast decided is true. So hot. Okay. So anyway, so it's really good, and we'll get back to it when it's complete. But right now, we wanted to talk about the fact that it's Electric's irrational fear. That my irrational. Yeah, fear. it's usually me. Irrational fears. Okay, yeah, so I have known about this fungus that affects ants in the jungles of South America for some time because I watch nature documentaries. And I was like, that's fucking gross. It's this fungus called cordyceps, which is actually a family of fungi. And they are parasitic. They enter the 
creature host and then they grow within the host and then they basically mummify it or turn into like a little zombie with its enzymes and shit and then it sprouts its fruiting body out of their head and releases spores to restart the life cycle which is as horrifying as you'd think if you were a vegetarian who cares about animals and you're (laughs) like what the fuck yeah and then I was like, that's hella scary. I'm so glad I'm not an ant in South America or China, which is also very common. It's like actually a lot of places in the world. The cordyceps, like I said, is a family of fungi. So it's there's so many different kinds. And each kind only affects one species. So it's like if you were to come across it and you're not an ant or whatever bug that it affects like you don't have to worry it's not going to do anything to you but if you are that bug like you're fucked fully fully fucked and like at the beginning of last of us it has like a scientist being like oh do you think it'll be a global pandemic that kills us and this one dude's like yeah but it's gonna be fungus it's gonna be what you don't expect and everyone's like oh you think it's gonna be fungus he's like yeah it's gonna be exactly like what this show is about uh he's like that's what's gonna kill us it's gonna be a fungus which made me think about recipes for chaos So fungus is fucking nuts. Like at first I was like, oh, we're going to talk about The Last of Us. That's a fungus. And I know about it already. But then I was like, what even is fungus? And I went down a rabbit hole of what it is. So basically it's its own thing. It's neither animal nor plant. It has its own kingdom like plantae and animalae. And it's actually a lot more like us animals than it is like plants. Yes. Some people are like, there's nothing more like human flesh than mushroom. Not to mention, it's actually our natural enemy now. Like, the more I read about fungus, the more I was like, fuck this. Even though I really love fungus and mushrooms. mushrooms. I love mushrooms so much. Delicious. And I think they're so interesting and I I respect them so much. And they cure cancer and shit. They cure cancer. They clean up fucking radiation. Like, fungus are incredible. They should just take over the planet. Fuck us. You know what? Last of Us is right. Let's just all become mushrooms. Dude, actually, before we get into what fungus is, cordyceps itself is actually a very highly prized mushroom that people in Asia really, really want. What? Yes. What do you mean? What do you mean? So cordyceps, the like mutation mushroom or whatever, that's like, you know, very, it's like really popular because it's so horrifying. And now it's even more popular because of The Last of Us. But it's been described in Chinese medical books from ancient time and in like Tibet, Nepal area, specifically in Sikkim a state in northeast india bordered by bhutan tibet and nepal and part of the himalayas this area is like the spot for these specific cordyceps mushrooms which are out of a not an ant but in this case a so they eat the mother's the mother shroom that comes out of the head of these animals they eat the whole thing and it's not a no no with the animal what do you mean the whole thing the animal and the mother mushroom yeah and the spores yeah so they eat the ant the mushroom everything everything and it's not an an ant it's a caterpillar okay i'm just saying like for reference okay cool 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 yeah they eat the whole thing what kind of caterpillar It's like some caterpillar. I don't remember the name of it right now, but basically the cordyceps grows 
within it and then it mummifies it and makes it um dig itself into the soil about six inches beneath the soil and then just a little sprout goes up and it's known as yarsagumba it's tibetan for winter summer mm. and also known by its colloquial name himalayan viagra <gasps> It gives you a boners? That's uh, that's the belief. I'm in. It's like supposed to make you like stronger, better, faster, like better eyes, more vitality. Whoa. Like, yeah, virile, virility and like. OK. Yeah. So I'm into it. There's a whole market for it. I'll put it in my smoothie. Basically. Yeah. And it's like in the Himalayans. And so in the past, local practitioners Used it alone or in a combination with other herbs to treat diseases. And here's the most common uses. People of both sexes, which we know there's more, but this is like the quote from them, usually take one piece of this mushroom slash caterpillar with a cup of milk to enhance their sexual potency and <gasps> desire. Wow, cool. Some people put it in alcohol and leave it in there for an hour. Oh or my God. We gotta get on a plane and get this fucking mushroom in some gin. You don't have to go that far, Then girl. go fuck a bunch of people. It's here. Uh, let's just be honest. I don't need that to have a bunch of sex with people. But anyway, sounds like a recipe for chaos for sure. <laughs> Actually, if there is a recipe for chaos, it is a cordycep in some alcohol in Michaela Superstar's body. If I was a man, I might impregnate half a city. Thank God. Thank God I'm just a lady. It's debated how effective it is, and I'll get to that. But first, I want to give you some other uses of cordyceps in Nepal oh, it's like and the Himalayans. Yeah, it's like oysters. But it's also used for diabetes and other wasting disease. It's used uh, for cancer. Like weed. Mixed with Yeah. It's mixed with Texas leaf and ginseng root for cancer and other kind of like folk recipes. And prolonged use by folk healers and traditional healers uh, has treated 21 different ailments, including cancer, bronchial asthma, bronchitis, TB, diabetes, cough and cold, erectile dysfunction, jaundice, alcoholic hepatitis, and so on. So... Man, mushrooms are the fucking shit. Yeah. I fucking Should I order love. some right now and then we do I next think episode? So. I'm not going to eat that shit. I don't want a caterpillar. Gross. $200 for two pounds. Yeah, it's oh, gigantic. It's like pounds? so expensive. Oh, shit. No, wait, 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 wait. Two pounds of caterpillars is a lot of caterpillars. Have you guys never worked in the bulk section at Whole Foods? That's, That's a lot no of caterpillars. Oh, they, they have gummies. <gasps> dude may, i'll split some of that with you right now uh, totally we'll split that and we can do a blunt letters about us eating this caterpillar shit but you know what wait i need a fucking i need a boyfriend or girlfriend or them friend first because i'm already horny all the time and i might i'm already horny all the time yeah but like then, then take it and then like write a song instead <laughs> well some people say <laughs> like, nah. actually not <laughs> I don't think that's what's going to happen, Gerbil. I think I'm going to go whore it off on the streets until somebody has sex with me. I'm just going to ride the Bart naked until someone has sex with me. Well, some people say that they haven't actually felt any of the effects and it's just a status symbol. And actually, one of the things that I'm linking in the show notes is the economic impact that it's had on the area and how it's oh, being no. overused. Oh, and no, like quinoa. And chia and all those things. I'm just going to start growing my own quinoa and chia. 
Yeah. Because I started growing my own sage because people were giving me shit about sage. And I was like, I'll just grow it myself and burn it. Jesus Christ, don't get mad at me. It's easy to grow. Anyway, I assume that these weird things might be able to be grown. But it's like conflicting because one village was like, oh, it's such high demand that once it pops up, like everyone drops what they're doing and they just go and look for it. And it's transformed communities. Yeah, like they bought a bunch of solar panels with the profits. (gasps) And now they have like solar power in one of these villages. There's so much of this with the economic, like... There's so many things like that where it's like, no, we actually like this kind of exploit us. And it's like, well, we don't want to exploit you. And they're like, no, please. Honestly, it's all we got. It's definitely like a lot of different conflicting things right now. But I'll link the whole report so everybody can read it and make their own choices. Fascinating. Well, let's try to find some ethically sourced zombie fungus to eat and make us live forever and hopefully you won't talk to zombies. I mean, actually, I don't even care right now. Life is so crazy. dude my research said it was like between 500 and 1300 dollars an ounce so that that like price that gerbil just gave us is a surprise to me that's probably like a a, a, like a a fake bullshit yeah i guess i would rather buy truffles with that money i'm not gonna lie to you i'd rather buy a truffle yeah. Because I haven't had real truffles in a while. And I keep thinking about it since I saw the menu. Dude, I'm sure you could get them in the Bay Area. Like, people are definitely into that shit here. Truffles are good. So, yeah, basically, fungus are these, like, crazy fucking things that, yeah, we prize Aren't for their properties. Aren't truffles fungus? Properties. Truffles are totally fungus. Yes, they are. Ugh. I want some truffles so bad so right now. So let me now. get okay, back sorry. to like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. What is what is fungi, right? So we were just we barely we barely scratched the surface. Like, there's honestly, we could do a whole episode on fungus, among guy, fungi alone, fungus among guy. Wait, I did it wrong. Fungus among us. Um, basically, it's like more like an animal than like a plant. It's more like us than it is like a plant. It has to consume in order to grow. It does not photosynthesize. It has to break down material. And so they're the great decomposers of ecology. So they'll break down oil, you know, fallen trees, oil, buildings, anything like these are like creatures that break down. That's their job. And they also release CO2 when they grow, not oxygen, which I think is a big distinction between plants and us. And they also include molds and yeast. Of course. So fungus is not just mushrooms. It's also mold and yeast, which live on our body. Mm-hmm. And in the bread. Delicious. So they're basically symbionts. Symbionts of plants, animals, other fungi, and parasites, which made me think of Venom from Spider-Man. I was like, this is some shit that just attaches to a host. And like we talked about with cordyceps, like it just specifies to that host. So that's really why it has so many uses, like straight up food, like you were just saying, truffles, like that's a food, that's a fungi you can eat. Leavening for bread, fermentation for alcohol, antibiotics enzymes and detergents pesticides you know psychotropic mushrooms and cleaning up oil spills cleaning up radiation like these can live curing cancer from radiation at fukushima and hiroshima yeah they can live in deserts high salt concentrations radiation places deep sea and even outer space they've taken them to outer space and they did great there's some movies like sci-fi movies that use algae and stuff to give them the oxygen source that keeps their ship going 
but like they are our competition on this earth like they can be good but they can be bad they have caused food shortages since ancient times that have so have we fucked up humans <laughs> well of course we have I but mean, i'm saying if we're gonna tilly tally fucking mushrooms versus people doing evil i think the mushrooms should probably take over okay well i'm just saying like they're not all good i'm trying to play into the last of us scenario oh right? sorry i just i'm you know the last of us i'm really like okay make me a mushroom person <laughs> but like yeah 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 yeah. that's yeah. okay that's okay we'll be the two sides of the debate right you're right. like for to becoming a mushroom and i'm like i mean humans. it's like whatever who knows if it's good or bad i don't really care you know how i feel about apocalypses i'm just saying that you'd just be a mushroom person people think of them as like friends but they're more frequently foes oh no oh no mold mold is one of my worst allergies oh yeah put me out and there's like 90 percent of mushroom species are still currently unknown interesting and they have that whole underground network where like whole like miles and miles of fungus can talk to itself thousands of miles that system is called mycelium and they have electrical communication between fungi with word-like components using the microhesal network or cmn which i'm just like these tools have cmn i don't even know if we should be eating them except that they cure cancer it's like am i supposed to eat you or not you seem like little people yeah eat them i'm saying like eat them and keep them in their place dude, <laughs> dude i remember jeremy used to get uncomfortable because i used to grow um oyster mushrooms in the kitchen and they'd sprout out and he'd get really disturbed when i chopped them off he was like oh oh i don't like that at all he's like you're cutting its dick off i'm like yeah literally much. the fruiting body of the mushroom yeah. is the reproductive yeah. organ he was like i feel like you're castrating or like uh taking their dicks off and i was like i am we're gonna eat them and he was like i don't like that but, yeah, but it's them. like if a dick just grew back right away totally like, yeah. then i'd be fine like yeah chop it off and eat it it'll come back tomorrow yeah, they're definitely right? the stronger species. Like, let's not fuck around. Like, they could just be in space. Like, we can't just right. be yeah. in space, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm just saying it's interesting. They're intimidating. Yeah, they have they have ejaculation mm-hmm. like we yeah. do. It's called a spore ejection where they have an explosive discharge of spores. But isn't that what, you know, human cis males do i wonder if it feels good for them i don't know we don't have any research on that yet i think that would be really interesting to find out if they have like sensation interesting pretty interesting indeed and they are also a leading pathogen and parasites on both animals plants other fungi and parasites as well which made me think of our is more spiders it's like how to fight fungus is more fungus like and I bet you could actually fight spiders with fungus, too. Oh, yeah. Fungus don't give a fuck. Like, fungus will come for you. They'll take over the brain of anything. That little mushroom will pop right out of that spider head. So let me give you some other examples of fucking parasites. So there's two kinds of fungi parasites. There's phytopathogenic, which affect plants, and zoopathogenic, which affect people, or animals, excuse me. So phytopathogenic examples include rice blast disease which is a fungus that causes lesions on the plant and has destroyed crops so like rice 
wheat rye barley millet and it'll just like cause these huge food shortages so kind of like in m night Shyamalan's the happening like if these plants not plants but if these fungi wanted to take us out like they absolutely could like ergot yes exactly like that and then so that's just plants but then there's a whole set of zoopathogenic animal attacking fungus and i have chosen these select few as things that affect humans ringworm athlete's foot very common candida diasis which is a yeast infection vaginal yeast infection Mm -hmm. thrush in your mouth which is the same thing and cutaneous candidiasis which is in the skin and nails so that's just like yeast decided to have a party on your body and then there's cryptococcus meningitis which will absolutely kill you if you do not have proper medical attention yeah that shit will fucking kill you sometimes even if you do and i learned about a really serious infection that is on the level of the last of us for frogs you could make a real horror movie if frogs were the protagonist for this. <laughs> Kermit. Betrachycitrum dendrobatiitis or BD or amphibian chytrid fungus disease. So basically this is a bacteria that causes chytridiomycosis in amphibians and it was discovered in 1998 and has devastated amphibian populations that's not that long ago globally yeah it's this huge extinction that's happening that's related to these fucking bacteria global decline around the world i don't like that there is a cure is it weed no it's not weed it's actually just is it okay wait let me guess keep guessing olive oil nope a different kind of mold like um penicillin nope hot water close salt water actually heat so amphibians that have been exposed to this bacteria bd for short um can be, <laughs> i don't know why it's funny sorry I'm drunk. <laughs> they can be treated in by temperatures greater than 77 degrees and the bacteria will likely die off but temperature temperature it's also le- they gotta go on vacation somewhere and they'll be fine yeah exactly or they need to be exposed to like a lamp you have to either be 77 degrees or above to be treated and to be hopefully healed from it and some frogs which live below 10 degrees celsius have this naturally occurring peptide in their body that also makes it less likely for them to become infected or if they become infected they're able to recover from it so really cold frogs can also survive it but it currently affects 30 percent of global amphibians what what that is a lot of amphibians yeah 30 yeah. percent. that's like yeah millions they're talking about of global extinctions right? of frogs <gasps> certain types of frogs i love frogs i know i love I frogs know. Fucked up. what do we can we do about this you expose them to heat so let me tell you what happens we need heat lamps for the frogs everybody send your monies and we will send the money to the, get the heat lamps for all the frogs generators um for the heat lamps because not everywhere that has frogs has electricity you can use a fucking solar panel or whatever you know so here's what happens when an amphibian contracts chytridiomycosis. Sorry, I'm not a scientist. Chytridiomycosis! So they get anorexia where they don't <gasps> want to eat. They oh, become no. lethargic and they don't move when stimulated. They just kind of are just like, I'm tired of living. They Aww. have 
excessive shedding of skin and that skin can be opaque gray or tan or they can get patches of that discolored skin and then finally they have a thickening of skin and they can't take in nutrients or release toxins or in some cases breathe because amphibians breathe through their skin right also they have sometimes convulsions loss of writing reflex like if they get flipped over they don't remember to flip back over they meant like writing in their memoirs <laughs> like mr toad and mr frog yeah, no th- they just don't know how to flip over and then it even affects tadpoles where they are affected in the mouth and it affects their feeding and their mouths get discolored and fucked up so it's really serious and they actually have just discovered a mutation that affects salamanders so it's really a last of us scenario for the frogs man like they're we being better attacked. save the frogs or we're going to be next. I think we all know that. It's some shit for sure. It's so gross when they cut open a person at the, the Last of Us, the zombies, you know, because there's actually a zombie story. And it's a lot of Walking Dead, like a lot of just like nothing happening. But then when they cut, there's this one scene, they cut open the head of this one zombie and it's just all like weird, just like cottony like fabric like fibers and like just like tendrils just like, coming out yeah like mushrooms and shit and the, it's like there's nothing in you you're just all dried out and i was like oh that's gross yeah dude you're a mushroom and then you just turn into a mushroom do not fuck with mushrooms I don't, except i eat them do not fuck with mushrooms. i guess i feel better about eating them me now. too i eat the fuck out of them i Good, eat you should so anymore now i'm just gonna make them no i was just gonna say make them stink but that's crazy don't do that if you're a mushroom eater, that means you're not a vegetarian. Really? You think so? Because you mushrooms aren't vegetables, so you are also uh, are they sentient. That has yet to be proven. You know what? But they you know are what? like what? not plants. Well, well, we're pescatarians now, so it doesn't matter. But I would have felt guilty about like five years ago or something. So we're mycotarians and pescatarians. I like that. I like that. I made that up, but it sounds I right. I like that. If something could take over <laughs> the world, you better recognize that it has some sort of sentience, right? Chickens ain't gonna take over the world! Like I said in one of our issues why I eat fish is because you have to show them their fucking place. Dominance. You're right. You do say that. You're like, if they, they'll eat you. You're like, a tuna would eat you. If you fell in the water and you were out there tuna for like a few you. days, they would come for you. Like a hundred percent. You're right. They're not going to be like, oh, we'll push you back to the shore. They're going to be like, food. You yeah. are food now. You're right. You fucked up. I Don't think, be out here. I think that every time I make a tuna fish sandwich, I'm like, tuna would eat me. If a fish, if a tuna came up on land, we would kill it. We'd be like, what the fuck is up with this? Yeah. You're right. <laughs> They're like 600 pounds. They're scary. Ocean dwellers will fuck you up if you go out there. Thanks, Thanks for listening, listening to, to the Blunt Letters Podcast. Check out our website at thebluntletters.com, our new home on the interwebs for all things Blunt Letters. You can find all the Blunt Letters podcast episodes, check out our blog, and buy back issues of the Blunt Letters zine. Plus, get in touch with us with any suggestions, questions, or leave us a voicemail to be featured in an episode. You can follow our daily adventures and videos on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember to like and subscribe. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Cast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public to stay up to date on our new episodes. Wow, that's a lot. I know, right? Bye-bye.
Bye.